Talk Radio 77 WABC. Boy, this is Sid and Friends in the Morning. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends. 77 WABC. Mr. Mayor, this sort of thing you're looking for in the future police commission. I love the creativity in attempting to find a way to get a response. I have a police commissioner right now. And after that commissioner leaves, then we will talk about what the future holds. But right now I have a commissioner, and I like her a lot. Thank you. I don't know about you, Lewis, when I hear this song, I think of John Cryer as the character Ducky in the movie Pretty in Pink. No one else thinks about that, I know, but I do. Him and Molly Ringwald. Remember that scene? He starts dancing to this. Yeah, but I don't think this was the song. Yeah, it was. Okay. 100%. I don't, but I don't think <laughs> yeah, that. That's right. That's, I know this is one of the all-time great songs, and that was Mayor Eric Adams. And for folks that are keeping score, he kept saying, I've got a commissioner. Yeah, he do. Until tomorrow. Tomorrow happens to be the last day for Keyshawn Sewell, who I like a lot. Curtis is not a big fan. I don't care. I like her. Um, and she, they'd be much better off keeping her. But, you know, Curtis, God bless him, has been unbelievable on this show. I know I say it all the time. If you're tired of hearing it, I don't care. Although most of you folks on the Internet love him, too. He has been outrageously good. I mean, all the migrant stuff and all the city hall stuff. And I got to tell you, he pisses off a lot of people here. I've gotten texts from the boss. Said, hey, you know, be careful here. Curtis may not be telling the truth. Stop. Stop. If Curtis says something on air, he either has a very, very good source. He heard from somebody. And he's not right every time. So what? He's right a lot. That's why he pisses off so many people. That's why Joe Borelli's shorts are brown. That's why my friend Joanne Ariola, she won't even talk to me anymore. And I don't care. And he came on with a kill me text a couple days ago. It wasn't even his story. It was Brian Kilmeade and said, hey, the mayor is seriously considering sanitation head Jessica Tish as the next commissioner. Oh, Curtis, there he goes again. Starting trouble, lying. No, he's not. It is a story. It's true. Now, Adams may back off now because of the pressure that Curtis and me and others have put on. But he was 1,000% right again. And when asked about it yesterday, Mayor Adams shoved his tail between his legs and decided to talk about Keyshawn Sewell, who has one day left. That's it. So the man who mans the mic and gets big ratings noon to one every weekday and owns the overnights all weekend long, Curtis Lewa. Let me congratulate you again on being right there with the biggest story in the city today. Congrats. Family, family. This was teamwork. As you mentioned, our brother in solidarity, Brian Kilmeade, had heard this. This was a rumor that has lasted for two weeks. He floated it out there on purpose. And uh, she had a big press conference yesterday. It was audition. It was just Eric Adams to her side. And he was watching meticulously every answer that she gave to a somewhat hostile press corps because it was about containerizing garbage and, you know, all the extra expenses and the fines and fees and just driving more mom-and-pop business guys out of business. And she just was not ready for prime time. You could see she got angry. She got agitated. So if you're looking at this through the prism of thinking, do I want Eddie Caban or do I want Jessica Tish? 
because of the family money. That's what this is all about. Remember, Eric Adams, show me the money. That's yeah. what it's all That's about. That's what Bo Dito was saying that yesterday. He'll be he'll join me live today as he does every Thursday in studio at 9.05, right before our Gravesend partners. And he said also it's all about the money, follow the money. But it may have been Peter King. Somebody was on the last couple of days, and they were extolling the virtues, Curtis. That was Peter King. Uh, Peter. And talking about all she did in terms of homeland security, terrorism. So what? So what? Well, but she doesn't exactly come to the table with no experience. Wait a second. Wait a That's second. not fair. Sid, can you imagine you're shaping up at the 100th precinct out in the Rockaways, so the 101st. She walks in. First of all, she's so pale. She's so thin. She's like a constipation, right? That look on her face. Look, at least Keyshawn Sewell. Man, she's a brick. You know, she looked at you straight ahead. Unless I check, Keyshawn Sewell's not pale. Right. Yeah. But the point being is, what a difference. I didn't like Keyshawn. I didn't like uh, her performance. But she looked. Something, oh, this woman, Jessica Tish, Buffy, <laughs> yes, Jeeves, could you pass the great Stop, stop right here right now. Because here's what, I, what I've learned about you. In your genius, and, and I give you credit every day. I just did right there. Not spend yeah, Pete. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. But you have to understand something. With most stories of politics, you've got to follow the money. With Curtis, you've got to follow the history. Curtis, for example, ran against Eric Adams. So he dislikes him more than most people do, even Adams detractors. Start to figure out, okay, there's something else here. So I want you to put your hand on the Bible right now. Right. And my swear to me. Right. I, right. Got, wait, I got my hand on my family All right. Yeah, what's left All right. Of it. Yeah. And swear to me and Pete Morgan and Lewis and the rest of this audience yes. Yes. that there's never been a run-in, there's no history, because you sound exceptionally angry about Tish calling her pale and, and not ready. Swear to me there's no personal history. No personal history other than... I ran into her at the Puerto Rican Day Parade. She came up to me with the sanitation unit. Curtis, why do you say such bad things about me? So there is history. Well, excuse me. I explained it to her because all you talk about is composting. Look <laughs> yeah. at all the garbage and rats in Wait, the street. I, I did hear her yesterday uh, during that conference talk about she was angry there's too many garbage bags in the city. Oh, please. This is New York City. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, you should be worried about body bags. <laughs> right, not garbage bags. Body bags. That's what we have in this city. But I must do a pivot and uh, shift, as Eric Adams would say. We can no longer be selfish. Pete, John, and Margo, I know you're listening. We have to share this acting treasure with the world. Tonight, with the debut, the second city of great, second season of Gravesend. Here it is again, Sid on the red carpet with well-renowned actors and actresses. That is true. I mean, you got Chaz Palminteri, Armand DeSante, Vinnie Pastore, Gina Gershon, Fran Drescher, all my friends, the DeMeos, and Gordio and Romando. So that is a list of some pretty heavy names, right, Look, Curtis? Let me t- hearken you back to Bocino yesterday. too. I was in the uh, hallway when Carrie Lake. From Iowa. Remember, she's yes. from Arizona now, but she's from the heartland. And you know what's funny? She didn't know she's from Iowa. Like my friend, the actor Tom Arnold, is talking about acting. She had no idea that at one point Tom Arnold's sister was the biggest meth dealer in the country. In fact, at the time, Tom Arnold was still married to Roseanne Barr, and they paid for most of her legal bills. He, she had no idea living in Iowa yep. at the same time as Tom Arnold that his sister was that big a drug dealer. But I'd spent time in Omaha, Des Moines, and uh, down Omaha's Springfield. Omaha's Nebraska, by the right. way. Yeah. Uh, Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. That is all meth, no crack. 
So white people smoke meth. Yeah. Black people smoke crack. That's true. Same results. You end up in a canatonic, you know, uh, <laughs> RIP at some point. But when she said that, that said to me, like in Hollywood. When what did she say? She said, you look like a hitman. She did, yes. So in She Hollywood, wrote that in my book. So in Hollywood, whether it's William DeMeo or anyone else, and they're going to try to get a major motion picture made, Danny the a. moguls, the moguls will say, yeah, but will this play in Des Moines? Will this play in the heartland? Now, I'm telling you, Sid, you can no longer keep us from seeing the true talent you have. In the words of Danny Aiello, you mentioned Michael Kay earlier. Danny Aiello was his uncle. I knew Danny real well and his brother, unfortunately, who died at an early age of cameraman. And Danny Aiello told me the story. He was coming out of the Bronx. He wanted to be an actor. He got himself a mob scholarship. The mob bankrolled him for the method acting lessons that he needed to go to every day, whether it was Lee Strasberg. <laughs> Son of a bitch. What are you doing here? No, no. It's true. And so he had a no-show job at the Jacob Javits Convention Center unloading trucks. He would sit in the lawn chair. He said, Curtis, I had patent leather shoes. Everybody knew it. I'm reading a copy of the Daily News. Then I go off for my lessons. Then he went to Summerstock, and this is how I found out. He was in championship season. That was his first major role. Oh, good movie. You know whose director was? My my older sister, Alita St. James. No kidding. Yeah, so I got to know him real well. And he said, yeah, without that opportunity, I would have had to work two jobs. Hey, I'm married. I have a kid. You know, I wouldn't have been able to develop my craft. I think it's time for all the years. How many years in talk radio, Sid? This is uh, actually my 25th year. Okay. That's a long time. If you were in the UFT, let me tell you, you would have had three sabbaticals by now. Paid with all the benefits. You see where this is going, Pete? You see where this is going? It's time for an acting sabbatical for you. (laughs) So just so you know, folks, while Curtis was quick to uh, compliment me, you look like a hitman, you're perfect. Just so you know, this whole diatribe he's going on right now is he just wants me to vacate this seat. Because even though I've been very good to Curtis five days a week and we become very, very close friends, he wouldn't cry at my funeral. He would be running here to prepare for tomorrow's morning show. Let me be- so that's all this is, is Curtis, you should go act it and give me the morning no, show. No, no. You, yes. You deserve to develop your craft. <laughs> but you are so right. If you were out in the middle of the street and you were on fire, I wouldn't even urinate on you to put out the flames. <laughs> I would give you a eulogy like you've never had before. I know. And I take these microphones and say, it's mine. <laughs> I've done mornings before three times. It's that's mine. Funny. You know, my favorite Danny Yellow story is that's very funny, Curtis. Was years ago, I used to see Danny all the time, believe it or not, at New Jersey Nets games. He had seats right on the floor. And that was those years when Jason Kidd, yeah. along with Keith Van Horn and Kenyon Martin and you know, all those guys had the Nets in two consecutive finals. They lost to the Spurs and the Lakers. And Danny walks up to me, and we saw each other a lot. We became friendly like Curtis. But the first time he saw me, he goes, wow, you're Sid Rosenberg. I go, how do you know who I am? You're Danny Aiello. He goes, I listen to the fan all the time. And he says, now that he's dead, I'm going to say it. It's actually not right. He goes, don't ever tell my nephew Michael K this, but you're my favorite sports guy. I said, but your nephew's, your nephew's Michael K. He said, Sid, I'll say it again. You're my favorite sports guy. <laughs> After that, I cried today, Danny. Oh, died. oh, let me let me give you a story. Chaz Palmenteri, again, totally into sports. 
um, uh, at a house in Forest Hills watching my two youngest sons. By the way, he'll be there tonight. He's got a big role on Gravesend. So it was and his daughter, Gabriella. Sunday morning, he gets on the fan, and he's talking about, you know, uh, Brady and uh, Reggie Jackson and, you know, all these roided-up ball players, you know, like slamming Sammy Sosa. Right now, Pete Morgan is whiter than you. It's the whitest guy in the world, right? True. Uh, Maguire, you know, the roided up age. And he's going crazy on the fan. So I tell my two sons, go out into traffic, dodge the cars, learn some street techniques. It was a great, he's calling in just as a caller. The idiot has Chaz Palmentary on. He said, we have to go to a break, Chaz. Who was this? He doesn't even ask him to hold on. The guy used to be on WNEW. Oh, you spent any W? Oh, Richard Neer. Yeah, Richard Neer. <laughs> I knew it. He goes, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, Chaz, we've run out of time. Oh, Chaz, yeah. well, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, are you crazy? Yeah. you got to hold them over. I don't care if they're going to yeah. strangle you. This is one of the greatest sports conversations I've ever heard. Yeah, he killed it. And I like Richard Neer. I actually thought it was very good. But a lot of the fan listeners thought he was dreadfully boring and wanted to know what pictures did Mark Chernoff have of Richard Neer to put him on every Saturday morning for years? Raceman calls him Sir Samanex. Yes, Sir Samanex. Hey, did uh, see this uh, column getting back to the original conversation about the mayor. You gave me this. You gave me this, uh, Curtis. And it reads, Mayor Adams' popularity in New York City drops. You ready for this, folks? Especially among black residents. Why is that the case? Because of the illegal aliens. Every time I'm out in the street, the brothers and sisters come up to me. Yo, man, what's up? What's up with the mayor, man? He's giving mad money to these illegal aliens. Man, they're getting everything. Yo, we elected this man, which is true. Without the African-American vote, he would not be mayor. He certainly wouldn't have gotten through the Democratic primary, the ranked shows. So when is it going to be our time? We got a black mayor, Curtis, and we're getting nothing. And I said... Now you're going to have to suffer. And soon you should be saying to yourself, don't blame me. I voted for Sliwa. Yeah, yeah, I like you, Sliwa, but you understand what this thing is. It's a black thing. And they are so angry. Wow. Look at these numbers. But that's the first shirt that you and Nancy have to create when you announce. I know you talked about it with me on the air. You're going to run again, folks. You're not going to be surprised. He is going to run again. But the shirt should read the day that you walk to the podium. Don't blame me. I voted for Sliwa. That's a great T-shirt. So look at these figures right before the Ill- illegal alien invasion, which he welcomed in, which he was saying, I'm your Papa Chula. Who's, <laughs> your, who's your daddy, right? And they're coming in. All of a sudden, he had 59% of blacks said, you're, you're right on. 16% didn't like him. Now it's completely reversed. 50% say they hold an unfavorable view of him. said, no, he's our guy. That's complete reversal. That's why he's doing all the Kunta Kinte now. Uh, You know, I'm not on a plantation. Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington and Glory. Did that too? And then, of course, talking about God, having conversations with him. Pete, I'm sure if any of your employees showed up to work while they were installing a boiler and say, Pete, you know, I was installing that boiler and I had a conversation with God while the boiler was fired up. You'd say, you know, maybe you're ready for a sabbatical, That's right? right? Well, exactly. now, now that you brought that up, it's uh, perfect timing. And uh, Chris Libertini, who, of course, is the voice of the station, he's a really talented guy. He does all the commercials and all the promos. He's got a lot of help out there from uh, Chris Pavani. He's a good kid, too. Uh, intern Carly, Dan Herschel, and others. 
But if you notice on this show lately, there's been a lot of comedy bits about the mayor. It's something I would never have done about a month ago, but even I'm fed up at this point. And we've got a new one oh, just for you. Oh, oh, good, yes, good, 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 good. So with that said, here's the latest Mayor Eric Adams. When the coal hits the sky, Mayor Adams, he cries front page story. <laughs> He hears words from the sky like he is Jesus Christ's front page story. <laughs> Jailbirds sing, ring-a-ling-a-ling, ring-a-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing no cash bail No cash bail Now eat this, Eric Adams. He's changing pizza pies. I really care about that. Brick oven slice, yeah, I like it like that. I have one only burning desire. Let me eat pizza from coal fire. Let me eat pizza from coal fire. Oh, God. Let me eat pizza from coal fire. Good. Let me eat pizza from coal fire. Tell him, Chris. So there you have it. We've got uh, little uh, Dean Martin and Jimmy Hendricks. Great job there by Chris Libertini. But this pizza thing is also pathetic, having kids breathe in class. Does he know that people are getting stabbed on the subway every day, Curtis? No. Every day. No, that's why I said we should have been talking about body bags yesterday in the streets. <laughs> yes. And not garbage bag, Jessica Tish. But doesn't this remind you, we mentioned Danny Aiello, right? Do the right thing. Yeah. Remember bugging out? Yep. Yo, how yep. come? How come you know the all people on the wall there? And Danny Iola said, when you buy your own pizzeria, you can put every black man, black woman that lives. But as long as I own this pizzeria, it's going to be Sinatra and DiMaggio and Italian-Americans. But that's not one of the greatest scenes of all time. That was one of the greatest scenes of all time. And every day you're on this radio show is one of the great radio segments of all time. We've got about 60 seconds to go. Anything, Curtis, on the way out? Yes, I beg you, I beseech you, John and Margot, we can't be selfish with this acting treasure. <laughs> when Carrie Lake from the Heartland from Iowa says, who's that guy? He looks like a hitman. Right out of sensual casting. In Hollywood, the moguls would say to every one of your friends if they were casting you in a picture, full-length motion picture, Will it play in Iowa? And all you have to do is say, Carrie Lake said I look like a hitman. Your time has come, Sid. Gravesend is great. Your other movie roles are great. But now it's time. The big screen is calling. A year's sabbatical. Full pay. Full benefits. Method acting lessons. From the days of Stroudsburg, Lee Stroudsburg and Stanislavski, you could be the next De Niro. You could be the next Pacino. Your day has come. You always wanted to be an Italian stallion. Now it's your chance. Hollywood is waiting for Sid Rosenberg.
Excelente.